Hey, hey there, welcome back. And if you're new to my podcast, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And for those of you that are returning to another episode of Getting Through the Week, I'm so happy that you're here. Do you know someone who seems to struggle with their relationships, their money, or their confidence? Do you know someone who is truly amazing, but they kind of get weirded out when you compliment them on something? You know, they don't really know what to say or they break eye contact with you when you say something? Do you know someone who seems to give everything to everyone but never seems to have the time for themselves? These are the ones we truly care about and want the best for them because in our eyes, they are the best and they deserve the best, right? But doggone it, they just can't seem to get out of their own way. Hell, this could even be you. And that's what I want to talk about today. But before we do, let me introduce myself. Hi there. My name is Dr. Kelly Ray, and I'm a mindset coach counselor, notably known as the Inner Critic Tamer. And I am passionate about helping others just like you and me who have survived things perhaps we don't like to talk about, but we know we want to because we want to be better for ourselves because we know it's good for our kids and their kids to come. We want a better world, right? I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic, that inner childhood conditioning, or as I'd like to say, undo that crap that happened to you and sometimes keeps you stuck and teach you how to heal from it in order to live the vibrant life you were designed to live. And during this episode, we're going to talk about why we're afraid to heal and why we settle with that one dreaded phrase. I'm fine. Even though we and everyone else in our world can see that we're clearly not fine. Here's the thing. We hear or have even said to ourselves things like this. I want to change. I want to grow. I want to be and I want to do better. Or maybe even, I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want this to be all there is in my life. (coughs) Excuse me. We also say things like, oh, I've forgiven them. Or, eh, it's not really a big deal anymore. Because honestly, We just want to be over it. I know for myself that I've said I've forgiven others for the things they've done to me, but in truth, I didn't really even know what that meant. I just knew that it was kind of important to the process. But once I figured it out, oh man, it shifted so much in my world. I don't know about you, But what I often hear from others is, I'm tired of having the same arguments. I'm tired of attracting the same toxic person in my life. I'm tired of reliving the experiences or feeling the emotions that make up my past. And this is usually followed up with, but I'm fine. Do you know what fine means? 
Find means I've given up. There's too much pain. I'm just going to keep a lid on it because these emotions are just too much and I need to survive. It's fine. If I'm being honest, it's fine. But I'm just afraid. The reality is that we're afraid to heal. Healing's uncomfortable and requires that we must face those things that we want to keep buried. Trust me, there's plenty of people out on the internet that will tell you that healing's not painful. Being stuck in your stuff is painful. And I'm going to tell you there's a process that you have to go through. Part of just being afraid to go through it is pain, right? Hanging on to the stuff that no longer serves you, hanging on to the stuff that's happened to you, hanging on to the words or the thoughts or the things that parents or guardians or lovers or whoever in your past have done to you. That's painful. question is, what's greater? The fear of processing those emotions or staying stuck where you are? And before you quickly blurt out processing those emotions, I ask you to look where staying stuck has gotten you. Do you have a healthy, happy, loving relationship? Do you have a great relationship with your kids? Do you feel kindness, compassion, and love towards your physical body? Or do you struggle with loneliness? Wrestle with anxiety, stress, or depression? I know I did. In the name of being quote-unquote strong, I pushed away help or assistance or even the consideration of getting help because in my mind, it meant I was weak, that I wasn't strong enough to handle the things that had happened. It also meant I was terrified on the inside because I didn't know what would happen to me if I let it all out. What would the person helping me think? Would I survive? What if nothing changed and it was all for nothing? Who could I possibly be if I wasn't this? These questions and so many others were a pretty consistent thought in my surviving, not thriving brain. And it felt normal. Because in all honesty, I didn't know any other way to feel. Because, you know, I was fine. Also known as afraid. Quite often I hear from clients who choose to be brave and reach out for support 
I'm afraid it's going to hurt to heal. I get it. You're scared to go there. Maybe it's been buried for a long time. Maybe the feelings are excruciatingly painful. So you run from the chance to heal your wounds. You push it deep down with the grand gesture of now's not the time. Self-doubt overshadows everything. The mind starts rattling off emotions of fear and rejection, along with maybe guilt or shame. You think you're not worthy. You doubt the healing process. You're afraid to step out of that place of pain because you've convinced yourself it's not that bad today or right now. I've also heard from others and have thought this even from myself in the past. I might fall apart if I allow myself to feel all of this crap. Maybe you think that if you open that Pandora's box that the world as you know it will end. You might believe that you actually can't face your emotions. Maybe you think that you will actually cave into the pain, the anger or sadness and never be whole again. Or worse, think you can't control it. You're consumed with overwhelming thoughts of what if and what will, which leads back to why you can't or why now isn't the time. The reality is that not allowing yourself to process those emotions, you're doing more harm than if you were to allow yourself to feel. One of the biggest stoppers that go along with being afraid to heal is the, I don't know how to. For inner healing to work, you have to give yourself permission to dig into those hidden and buried wounds. You have to allow yourself to be vulnerable for this process to succeed. And if you're somebody like myself who quote unquote considers yourself the strong one, then your nemesis or your opposite of that would be weakness, also known as vulnerability. I would say stop hiding behind the doors of suffering. Stop acting like you have it all together. Stop pretending to be somebody and actually step into being the amazing, authentic you. Get to know that authentic you. At some point, you will have to say enough and want to do something different. Look, spinning on a hamster wheel of repeated emotions sounds something like insanity. And it does nothing for progression. What I've learned from my own experience of I don't know how to heal was that I never put myself forward to learn how to. 
It was an easy out from dealing with what I was feeling. What it really did for me was buy me time, along with self-doubt, sadness, stress, anxiety, unhealthy relationships, body shame, and guilt, and feelings of not being good enough. But other than that, I was fine. One of the best and worst things about the internet is, one, you're able to find all kinds of help for anything, whether it's a DIY project, a cooking recipe with demos, or someone to help you with releasing emotional baggage. And to the alternative, you can find the claims to fame that your problems, your wounds, your emotional pain, your unhealthy relationship patterns, your body dysmorphia can be worked out through a one-and-done fashion. Just, that's it. It's like a a one-size-fits-all, right? Or, you know, let's do the quick fix thing because that always works out well. I've heard and have had even said to myself, I don't have time for anything long and drawn out. I just need a one and done solution to get over all of this. I just want to feel better about my life. When we reach this point, we're reaching a boiling point of being uncomfortable and want desperately to stop feeling this way. And in this state, We can become blinded by it and act irrationally, meaning being willing to do and try anything to stop feeling what we're feeling. If this is you, I want to be that quiet, calm voice who reminds you that no one knows you better than you know yourself. Look, it's important to take time and go inward, to shut the world off around you. Sit in silence and listen to yourself. Listen to what you already know. Take a moment. Create clarity and feel. Yes, yes, hands down, this can be scary especially as feelings come to the surface that you've never allowed yourself to deal with. But do you know what's scarier than dealing with your emotions? Living a life that isn't yours and telling people you're fine when we all truly know what fine means. Guess what? You will not succumb to this. You will not be overwhelmed by your emotions. We get overwhelmed by our emotions when we try to stuff it, when we try to avoid it, when we try to hide it, when we try to minimalize it. But if you allow yourself to feel, to process, to reconcile, you become open to the doors of possibilities that you've never known existed. I highly recommend this for someone who's previously done healing work, this going within. If you've never done this before and felt the feelings 
and gained clarity from them, it can be overwhelming because we can actually get stuck on a loop mode and that little inner critic, that little inner voice can keep us stuck. So if you have done healing work before, this is a great method to use for clearing up some of those things that might be triggering you right now or maybe feeling like some old wounds are coming up. And if you're curious and wanting and you've not done this work per se before and you'd like to know more about it, I'm going to ask you to continue listening to this episode because I'll be sharing ways that you can connect with me at the end of this episode. Next is the uh, but if I let go and I'm not defined by these events that happened to me, then who, who am I? It can almost feel like a little bit of imposter syndrome. If I'm not this, then then what am I? Who am I? There can definitely be a fear or a concern around not knowing who you will be if you're not your story, if you're not your past. If you're not your trauma, if you're not your experiences. Most people are afraid to face this one, but the reality is that often we've held on so tightly to the pain, the hurt, the guilt, the shame, and the anger because it's familiar. Doesn't mean we like it. Doesn't mean I want to hang out with it, but because it's familiar, I'll stick with it. It gives our lives definition and meaning to identify with the events of our past. It's who we've become in our circle of friends. It's who we've become in the mixture of our family dynamics. And there's the fear of being kicked out of the tribe. Should we do it any differently than what it is? In other words... We're comfortable being the victim. Although, let's be honest, you would never say that out loud. But the fact remains, until we are willing to do the release of these wounds, you will continue to operate and think like a victim, regardless if you want to or not. See, the thing is, The story we live by or associate with is familiar and we understand the feelings. Again, doesn't mean we like it, but we understand it. In fact, these feelings have served a viable purpose. That is, until they disrupt our current relationships or our current friendships or our current self-worth, then they become a problem. Another thing that comes up is... So when I heal from this, what then? What's next? Who am I? And I'd say, isn't it time to find out? You already know what it's like living with those wounds. Maybe it's time to give yourself a makeover. (laughs) And I'm not talking about going and cutting your hair and getting bangs. There's a multitude of reasons why we stay where we are instead of choosing change. 
I can tell you when I began my healing journey years ago, I was terrified. I was angry. I was hurt. But most of all, I was so afraid of the outcome or there not being an outcome. Not once did I think, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I finally get to let go of all of this shit that happened to me. Or, I'm finally going to get over being sexually abused and raped. Nope. Not one single time did I ever think or utter those words. But I knew I had to do something because my world was getting harder and harder to manage. I was stressed out. I was in a failing marriage. I was starved for love. I poured myself into work to stay busy. And that was for two reasons. One, it made me feel purposeful and in control. And two, I didn't have to feel the shame as much. I hated, and I mean that word literally, my body. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror because I'd see the pain. I was trying to run away from the pain and no matter where I went, it always showed back up. It was exhausting. And there were even moments when I thought, is this it? Is this all my life is meant to be? There was a small part of me who wanted and knew there was so much more to life than this. But there was an even bigger part of me that was too afraid to find out because I was gauging that off of what I had already been through. I'll never forget the day I broke through all of this pain. I was sitting in a darkened office on a flower-printed couch, probably from the 70s, looking at my counselor with tears running down my cheeks, leaning forward towards her, and almost yelling. I fail to believe that God had me go through all of this for absolutely nothing. In fact, I vow to do whatever I have to do to help others because my life's mission is not about being a victim to a group of assholes who abused me. As she was leaning in towards me as well, on the edge of her chair, tears running down her cheeks, looking right into my eyes, she said three things. Yes, that's it. And 
so began the journey out of a hellish nightmare, reclaiming and vowing to live more vibrantly. Can you be brave? Do you have the courage to face all the things that you haven't been able to in the past? Are you willing to step forward and claim your seat to a more vibrant life? You don't have to go it alone. As we begin to wrap up this week's episode, I want to remind you of how powerful your mind is. It has the power to hold you captive to your past And it has the ability to open doorways you never knew were possible. And if you could use a little extra support along the way, I'm going to encourage you to get in touch with me. And here's how you can do that. I'm on Instagram at AskDrKellyRay. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B, B is in brown. My website is drkellyray.com and my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week, please know I send you so much love.